Kubla Khan or a fishing in a dream. A fragment. The following fragment is here published at the request of a poet of great and deserved celebrity, Lord Byron. And, as far as the author's own opinions are concerned, rather as a psychological curiosity than on account of any supposed poetic merits. In the summer of the year 1797, the author, then in ill health, had retired to a lonely farmhouse between Porlock and Linton, on the Exmoor confines of Somerset and Devonshire. In consequence of a slight indisposition, an anodyne had been prescribed, from the effects of which he fell asleep to his chair at the moment that he was reading the following sentence, or words of the same substance, in Polga's Pilgrimage. Here the Count Kubla commanded a palace to be built, and a stately garden thereon too, and thus ten miles of fertile ground were enclosed with a wall. The author continued for about three hours in a profound sleep, at least of the external senses, during which time he has the most vivid confidence that he could not have composed less than from two to three hundred lines, if that indeed can be called composition, in which all the images rose up before him rose up before him as things with a parallel production of the correspondent expressions without any sensation of or consciousness of effort. On awakening, he appeared to himself to have a distinct recollection of the whole, and taking his pen, ink and paper, instantly and eagerly wrote down the lines that are here preserved. At this moment he was unfortunately called out by a person on business from Porlock, and detained by him above an hour, and on his return to his room, found to his no small surprise and mortification that though he still retained some fake and dim recollection of the general purport of the vision, yet with the exception of some eight or ten scattered lines and images, all the rest had passed away like the, Im like the images on the surface of a stream into which a stone has been cast, but alas, without the after-restoration of the letter. Coleridge, 1798. In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome decree where all the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man down to a sunless sea. So twice five miles of fertile ground with walls and towers were curdled round. There were gardens bright with sinuous rails, where blossomed many an incense-bearing tree. And here were forests, ancient esty hills, enfolding sunny spots of greenery. But all that deep romantic chasm with slanted down the green hill, athwart a sedan cover. The savage place, as holy and enchanted as ever beneath a waning moon was haunted by a woman, wailing for her demon lover. From this chasm, in ceaseless turmoil seething, as if this earth in fast thick pants were breathing, a mighty fountain momently was forced. Amid whose swift, half intermittent burst, huge fragments vaulted like rebounding hail, or heavy grain beneath the thresher's flail. And mid those dancing rocks for once and ever, it flung up momently the sacred river. 
5 miles meandering with Maisie Motion, the sacred river, sorry, 5 miles meandering with Maisie Motion through Hood and Dale, the sacred river run. Then reached the caverns, measureless to man, and sunk with tumult to a lifeless ocean. And mid this tumult, Kubla heard from far ancestral voices prophesying war. The shadow of the dome of pleasure floated midway on the waves, where was heard the minglet measure from the fountain and the caves. It was a miracle of rare device that sunny pleasure dome and caves of ice. A damsel with a dulcimer in a vision once I saw. It was an Abyssinian maid, and on a dulcimer she played singing of Mount Abora. Could I revive within me her symphony and soul to such delight would win me? that with music loud and long I would build that dominaire, that sunny pleasure dome, those caves of ice, that all who heard should see them there, and all should cry, beware, beware his flashing eyes, his floating hair, and weave a circle around him, thrice, and close your eyes in holy dread, for he on honey you hath fed, and drunk the milk of paradise.
Selbst den Weisen Salomo, ihr wisst, was aus ihm wurd. Dem Mann war alles sonnenklar, er verfluchte die Stunde seiner Geburt und sah, dass alles eitel war. Da war es noch nicht Nacht, da sah die Welt die Folgen schon. Die Weisheit hatte ihn so weit gebracht. Wer redet, wird, wer frei davon. Ihr seid den kühnen Zähl. Dann, ihr wisst, was aus ihm wurd. Der saß wie ein Gott auf nem Altar und wurde ermordet, wie er fort. Und zwar, als er am größten war. War es noch nicht Nacht, da sah die Welt die Folgen schon. Die Kühnheit hatte ihn so weit gebracht. Ihr wisst, was aus ihr wurd. Zwei Kaiser fielen ihr zum Raub. Da hat sie sich zu Tode gehurt und welkte hin und wurde Staub. Nacht, da sah die Welt die Folgen schon, die Schönheit hatte sie so weit gebracht. Wir wird mir frei davon. Und nun seid ihr bekehrt und mich. Weiß, was aus uns wird. So groß war unsere Leidenschaft. Wo haben wir uns hin verirrt, dass man ihn jetzt zum Galgen schafft? Da war es noch nicht Nacht, da sah die Welt die Folgen schon. Die Leidenschaft hat uns so weit gebracht. Wir leiden, wird mir Freude von. Peachem hat den Polizeichef in der Hand. Er erpresst ihn und erzwingt seine Freilassung. Außerdem setzt der Brown wieder auf die Spur Mackie Messers, den die Hure Jenny ein zweites Mal verraten hat. Mac wird abermals gefesselt im Kerker eingeliefert und versucht durch Bestechung wiederum zu entkommen. Ruf aus der Gruft. <lacht> Oh! <laughs>